What's up, fam? Stoner Mom here, letting you know our line of premium smokable hemp flour is live. Happy Flower Company is our official hemp brand, and we are offering high CBD, terpene-rich, hand-trimmed, and organically grown Colorado hemp buds. And best of all, thanks to the 2018 Farm Bill update, hemp flour is federally legal in all 50 states. Visit us at happyflowercompany.com and use code MADAS10, that's M-A-D-A-S-10, for a 10% discount. Bye! What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users, brought to you by thestonermom.com. That's me. I am the Stoner Mom, also known as Catherine, and I am joined today by my wonderful husband, Bladed. Am I wonderful? You're wonderful. I think you're wonderful. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Colorado. In this podcast, we pour a couple drinks, smoke a little weed, relax, and talk about cannabis, our lives, pop culture, and more. Okay. You're just recovering from some illness, so you have... This podcast is going to be a little <laughs> different today because you cannot breathe. So we're going to take it slow. Okay. We're going to under all understand that you have some issues with some respiratory issues, and that's okay. You know, I like my voice... I have a nice, pleasant voice. You do. It's very nice. I really try to keep keep up on my vocal fry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm sick, so my my voice isn't so great. It's okay. I think it sounds lovely still. I'm actually better, but um, I got that residual after you've been sick and you've had a cough for a while. Yeah. You know when you're better and then like there's this tickle in your throat mm-hmm. that will not go away mm-hmm. and it makes you cough like crazy. Your throat's already kind of like irritated from being sick and coughing. Yeah. It feels like there's a hair in my throat that I can't swallow since yesterday. I understand. I've been eating like bread and trying to get it to like go down, but it doesn't exist. There isn't a hair. The there. only thing you can do is coat it with alcohol. <sighs> okay. Well, let's get into libation corner then. Okay. All right, guys. All right, guys. So <clears throat> what do you libate on when you're sick? Mm? Syrup. <laughs> right? Lean. You um, know, there's always a, that joke, like, like, oh, I drink too much cough syrup. I mean, like, does cough syrup contain, a t- like, alcohol? What does it have that makes you so... <laughs> it contains a... Uh, I mean, isn't that what... Sudafed and stuff. That's what I you can't buy so. over the counter anymore yeah. because you make um, methamphetamine with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Hillbilly. I haven't had cough drink. syrup since I was like 10 years old, so I wouldn't know. Since I've been an adult and a parent, um, yeah. they've always advised you don't give your kids cough syrup or whatever because there's no like benefit to it over like just candies or drinking maple syrup drink water drink the, like the heck out of water really um, so yeah i don't have a lot of experience with i don't either i don't think i ever have taken rap songs. yeah rap songs so well what libation corner are we going to talk about where we're librating at in our fantasy world today? So, oh um no because you're ill so now like we're in the hospital um cafeteria <laughs> i have to get out of my sick state of mind so but, it's hard. But I'd rather be libating at home tonight, frankly, than going out to that. Okay, so we're at home. Fantasy 
place that we go to. We're just at home. I, We're wearing our jammies, right? Okay. So, so when I'm sick and I don't really libate at all. No. That's a question, though. Like, when you guys are sick, do you smoke weed? I can't smoke weed. I'll cough, you know, my lung out. Yeah, you will. It'll come out. Um. So that's good because that means during this podcast, I'm probably going to be very stinkingly high. Because uh, it's been days and days. Stinkingly? Stinkingly high. I've tried to smoke here and there, especially in the evenings, and just, there's no, no bueno. But I'm finally feeling pr- better. Yeah, you are. Uh, so today I have, first of all, let's do a shot of Galliano. Here's, okay. Here's to you, Blavid. What are you drinking about? Me? I'm drinking um, bourbon and a ginger beer. What kind of bourbon? Um, I'm drinking from, what is it called? Mile High Distillery. It's called Campfire. Or something like that. Do you like it? I do like it. Nice. I've had it for years now, and I like it. It's very inexpensive and delightful. What do you mean you've had it for years? You've been drinking it for years? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't mean I've had it and not enjoyed it for years. I mean, I... Alcohol doesn't last long in our house. No. I mean, except for that. God, what's with that creme de menthe stuff? That was a mistake. And we should throw it away. We're never going to drink it. It's gross. It's we yucky. got two of them. I know. Well, because it's cheap. Like, when you go to the liquor store, it's like the cheapest liquor you can buy. Dick, Dick Cooper. So it or... is alcoholic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. David does his um, L. Ron Hubbard. L-H-R. L-R-H. And what's his name? <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Uh, impression all the time. Anytime he wants to say, oh, yes. I he, go, oh, yes. And then I can see that guy's teeth in my eyes, in my mind. Ugh, in my mind's eye. Flapping in the wind. Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> so anyway, that's what we're liberating. Oh, I am, no. smoke, I am smoking some stuff. What are you smoking? Um, I'm smoking some Happy Flower Company hemp <gasps> mixed with uh, blueberry, bl- grown by Black Dog LED. The finest cultivators. You didn't give me any blueberry. What's blueberry? (laughs) That stuff that's upstairs. Blue dream? Blue dream. Yeah, I'm sorry. They call it blueberry because they hate calling it blue dream. Oh, why? That's silly. (sighs) Because the one guy, Cliff, there works there. He like, you know, oh, blue dream is... Everybody hates blue dream. America's most popular strain. I think it's great. America's highest selling strain. Yep. Let's not have hate towards things that don't deserve hate. It's, yeah, whatever. You know I don't what will happen if you do? You'll be ugly and old looking. Yeah, and yep. And it has an effect on your skin. It has an effect on your heart, too. Cliff. Yeah. So. So why don't you embrace it? Why don't you open up your heart to Blue Dream? But we think, I think we both agreed the other night that they, good old Noah, is he's a good weed grower, right? Noah's the best weed grower. He is. I agree. Um, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I too am smoking Blue Dream uh, from Black Dog. And I have plenty of our own weed, but he gave us some of theirs. And it's just so nice. I like to look at it. It just looks like dispensary weed. It's yeah, perfect. It's amazing. It's beautiful. They really do a great job up there. And that's why they're going to be cultivating our hemp for us. And Blue Dream is, I've just, I've always liked the way it makes me feel. Very uplifting. It is and very uplifting. It's been a long time since I've been high. So I think I'm going to feel good. So I am loading up a bowl right now. You know what? One more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to say a Blue Dream thing one more time. Um, the other night we were, I smoked some of yours. And I am very sensitive to that kind of stuff. But, man, I will say, like, I got right to the edge up there with Blue Dream, and it did. I didn't go over the edge. It just, like, kept me right on the edge of 
I mean, that was like two hits you did, right? Yeah, and I was like, well, I gotta stop. But I mean, it was nice. I felt good. You're right. I felt I experienced what uplifted means, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, All right. So that's what I'm smoking. I also have my Puffco Peak out. Gonna be doing some rosin dabs and gonna do a shot of Galliano here. Do it. And hopefully that will coat Your my throat. throat. All right, here she goes. Cheers. Cheers. Here, I'll do some too. Oh, God. Galliano is the most cough syrup tasting thing I've had. <laughs> it is. Really now that I think about it, I mean, it since is. I was 10. <laughs> You're right, it does taste like cough syrup. <laughs> Remember Robitussin? Oh, Tussin. Tussin. Yeah. What is that? Is that cough syrup? Yeah. But you use it for everything? I mean, you use it is to get drunk, basically. <laughs> I mean, huh. Do they still sell that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think so. I think you can get Robitussin. Interesting. None of that stuff works. There's no cure for the common cold. We all know that, but it doesn't matter when you're fucking suffering. You, you just want need something, something to lubricate your damn throat <laughs> so true. you're not coughing constantly. Last night, do you remember, like, two in the morning? I just coughed consistently. I woke myself up coughing. Could not get this feeling of... A hair. I hate that. And you imagine uh, it's like a hair, too. That's exactly... Just... I, like, I was jamming my fingers down my throat, like, trying to grab something that doesn't exist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going insane. I know. I, you know, when that happens to me, I just drink a gallon of water and hope for the best. That's all I did last uh, night. <laughs> oh. I think tonight's going to be better for you. I hope so. I hope so, too. Okay. Well, this is your sick podcast, so enjoy right. it, you guys. Enjoy. That's Libation Corner. I realized I didn't even take a hit of anything do during libation corner. So now there you go. do it. Here she goes. So I have, there have been times when I've had really bad colds and like the only thing helping me and getting me through it has been smoking weed. And then there's other times when whatever I have is just so throat related that like I can't smoke weed um and this has been one of those times but look i just did that no coughing how did it feel it feels pretty good i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna be so high um okay well that felt good it's starting to sink in i finished my shot here you robitussin so it's what's going on with you guys corner what is going on with us guys there's been a lot of activity happening um back to school yep very recently, which means the plague hits the house. Usually within that first month, people start getting sick. Yeah. I guess it was mama this time. Seemed to go through everybody else pretty quickly. Why is it clinging to me? I don't know, honey. Because I smoke so much weed. No. No, no. Are you sure? Yeah, you don't even smoke that much weed. Isn't my compromised immune system? No, I don't know. It's just sometimes you get the... The crud, and it won't leave it, let you go, you know? Yeah. Um, so we've been busy with the new schedule. Mm-hmm. Driving all over the world. Time is back. <laughs> yeah. God, ain't that the truth. <laughs> um, all those extracurricular activities starting back up. 
I was going to say another thing that happened to us recently is we received an oil painting oh. of our dog, Max. We did. Um, it's lovely. It's amazing. How big is it? I think it's 24 by 36. Ugh. Duh. <laughs> Just drink some more Galliano. Okay, now I'm ready to podcast everybody. Yeah, you are, girl. What's up, bitches? So you got your oil painting in the mail. So I've always wanted a portrait of my dog, Max, because he's really the most glorious looking creature I've ever seen. So he definitely deserves one. And your nephew painted yeah. painted one for me. I think it's nice. Did you ask him to do it? I did. But you didn't pay him. I offered to pay him. I offered to buy everything, but he refused. God. You know? What should we do to say thank you? I don't know. What Write him a nice card? Him? No, he doesn't like that. I sent him such nice texts, and he was like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, he said, I think it looks like a kindergartner painted it. Just <laughs> like, accept a compliment. What the fuck? He can't. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. He likes to cook, so maybe we'll get him some cooking things and send it to him. Yeah, but people that are serious about cooking, like, they already have all their stuff. We got to know, like, specifically what he needs. Um. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we should get him an apron. We got David oh, yeah, an finally. <laughs> David's been laying down hints for like ever that he wants an apron so bad, and then he finally just bought one himself on Amazon yeah. in a two pack. They're thirteen dollars. And I must say, you look great in your aprons. Okay. And I think that's a thing. Like we can get you a new apron every year. Like. You gotta have one. Especially Here's your Bob's Burgers apron. Yeah, I mean, you're cooking con- like when you're cooking all the time, and you know we've all agreed that I'm just gonna cook a lot. And David, <laughs> David cooks. There's he is, oil yeah. flying, hot oil everywhere. I can't be near that. I'm sorry. I've got hair. I've got nails. Yeah, I gotta skin. protect this. And my this shirts image. get ruined just nonstop. So yeah, you gotta protect that image. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's I've gone scary. through so many shirts with like just oil stains everywhere. You got get yourself an apron, everyone. It's a great thing. They're thirteen bucks for two, right? You guys, how do you deal with oil stains on your clothes? That baking soda works. I mean, if you do it right, yes. And, and so you lay your shirt out. You put baking soda on the grease stain for as many days as you need to until it like soaks up. And mm-hmm. then if that's not working, you add either like clarifying shampoo or like grease cutting dawn or ivory or whatever um dish soap the stuff they use to get the oil off stuff for grease yeah so shampoo dish soap um and mix that with that baking the baking powder is supposed to like suck it all up it does and it does i do that a lot in our house of fried food god it's true we have pork chops every week we do and uh they're Fried fried pork chops so um yeah there's oil, hot oil flying everywhere constantly. So. Is this an, would you listen to those podcasts? <laughs> yeah, it's called Cooking Corner. <laughs> Cooking Corner. Okay. Flying pork job. So that was that. So let's, we talked about that. We touched on Max <coughs> portrait. He has a portrait. We talked about oil cooking. Oh, did we want to do any happy flower updates? updates? Happy yes. Happy flowers. I mean, last time we ever talked about it, we've gone through some changes that we've never even really addressed here on the podcast or in yeah. anything, but. We're now, like, um, fulfilling all our own orders, which we did not start out doing no. at all. We had, you know, the, the place where we get our hemp 
um, was fulfilling orders for us. But now when you purchase through us, guess who is touching your buds? <laughs> guess. David, that's, that's right. who. I and am. guess who's answering your emails always? David. David. I'm answering you. I'm diligent. And your phone calls and your messages. Everything. Your text messages. Everything. He I'm does here. it all. I am happy to do it. But um, we're about to source some new hemp from a different place, which I'm very excited about. Yes. And we're also about to start our own grow. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about like um, wanting to be in control of actually fulfilling orders and stuff. It's really that first month that we started off where we couldn't see what was going on and customers would get their you know orders without us ever having anything to do with it we don't like that no it's just very uncomfortable for people that are anal retentive so (laughs) we're doing it ourselves and that means um we're kind of opening up into getting hemp from different places and different sources and eventually we're we're currently in the process of doing our own grow right Mm mm-hmm um, yeah, we just through black. Can we say through black? Yeah, dog? absolutely. Black dog? We're, we we got our electricity go, going, and we got our. Uh, there's some vital equipment that we need that's on the way. We made a great deal with Hawthorne, which owns Botanicare and a few other wonderful uh, places that you guys, you growers out there, know about. And um, yeah, so yeah, we're setting that up, and that's going to take a few months, but that'll get going. And. We're also doing some terpene testing on our, Yay! On our flower. Yes. Yeah, so we have to do our own lab testing now, um, which will be fabulous because David found a great place to do it. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to talk about terpenes with more accuracy. And you guys, like, as, you know, our education, everybody's cannabis education, you know, grows. We're really going to be talking about terpenes a lot when it comes to buying your flower and figuring it out because... It's the cannabinoids and all of those individual levels of specific cannabinoids paired with terpenes that is what is giving you your effect, whether it be, it's not like, oh, this is a sativa and it makes me feel this way. And this is an indica and it makes me feel this way. Like that's of the past, which is hard to say. I mean, that's kind of like a snobby place to come from because there are so many places that just don't even have legal weed at all. So they're just lucky to get whatever the hell they get. But in places where it's been for sale on a commercial level, be it medically or recreationally for, I mean, 10 years now in some places like California, you know, long time they've been selling medical weed. Um, It's different. And patients are looking for, like, why does this strain, this specific flower, it's not even the strain. Why does this flower that you're selling right here that was grown in this part of the town, why does it make me feel the way it does? And to have that full report on, like, what terpenes are there and in what percentages is so important. Um, we have a really good friend and a listener of the show who like is so specific about having high lemonine strains. She tries to grow her own strains that have a lot of lemonine in them because she knows that's the most effective way for her to treat her symptoms. That's personalized healthcare right there. Mm-hmm. You know, like she grows it herself for that specific terpene that's how like down on the cellular level this bitch is okay (laughs) that's serious i think that's so cool it is cool i mean for anybody to take control of their medicine in that way to have that ability to do it um that's a big deal and not everybody has the time or the resources um and some people just make the time and the resources and it's cool like we just grow whatever we kind of get our hands on and 
you know, we have a, anyway, whatever. What we're, am I talking about? We're <laughs> just talking tests. about, we're talking about terpene testing. So, so I am a little high. So this week we're going to get our terpene test back on the strains that we currently have. And then I've also made a few connections on a couple of the growers out there that, you know, I'm really looking for uh high potent oh. terpene rich strains, like with a nice terpene test. I got some today. There's a string called T1 I'm very excited about that we might buy and start selling in our site. So what's so cool, you guys, about the black dog thing is right now the the hemp that we sell is like what? Outdoor grown? Or yeah, greenhouse grown? it's greenhouse. It's greenhouse grown, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, outside. Um, well, by the sun. is what Yeah, the sun. And indoor hemp is pretty rare uh, on the market. The only place I've found it as far as like hemp companies that i review is boston hempire mm-hmm. who found a south Car- carolina farm that grows indoor hemp indoor hemp um, being able to grow indoors is fabulous and it kind of leads to more like attractive looking buds i'd say right like yeah. dispensary grade um hemp and it's also you're able to grow it year round because you're not dependent on those seasons um Obviously, with everything indoors, you're not worried about pesticides and outside things like that. So there's a lot of benefits to having. I mean, it's definitely like a premium product that doesn't exist in large amounts at all out there. So we're very excited just to have the connection with um, Black Dog that we've had for so long because of David's employment. Um, And that's what they do. You know, they're a light company, but they have a bunch of grows where they are because that's so important for their lights. Like they have to be able to show people, um, you know, commercial growers, like we can handle a full commercial grow with these lights, blah, blah, blah. So that's why we always have like weed from them and why they can take on a commercial grow, like happy flower or whatever. Absolutely. You know, and not only are, I mean, they're, they obviously have a superior product for growing uh, hemp and cannabis and everything, um, and the knowledge behind it. But we also have really been working hard to find unique new hemp genetics because, you know, it's not like cannabis out there where right. there's like years, decades worth of strains that have been around since your grandparents have been around, you know, or hippies in the 70s getting high. It's like now, like hemp literally is two years old, like when in terms of smokable flower. Smokable, yeah. So there's like literally only six strains. So everybody's crossbreeding like crazy to try to make more strains and uh and we're lucky to have some contacts that so yeah we're we're very excited about everything that's taking place so once that happens we're gonna have like such a unique product you know we're gonna have hemp that just nobody else has Mm -hmm. uh right now all the main hemp place uh places that i recommend like on the stonermom.com for buying your hemp everybody kind of gets their hemp from the same damn places oh yeah except for like tweedle farms who grows their own yeah um and that's just how that works Nothing wrong with that because, you know, everybody has their own. There's still like advantages to buying from one place or the other. Some place places might have like remember there was a time when we had a bunch in stock and nobody else did. And like everyone's inventory goes up and down. So it's okay to spread your money everywhere (laughs) is what I'm saying. You don't have to be totally loyal. But we are really excited about having some the in the future being able to provide something that's so um, exclusive. Oh, absolutely. To us. It'll be fun. And we're going to document those grows and put them on our website, too, which I, I'm very excited about. So that's Happy Flower. Our. Yeah. I just 
I'm so happy to tell you guys that when you do buy from us, that it's literally like David walking down into the basement. <laughs> I'm staring right now at all of the fucking boxes that we put yeah. things in uh, to send things out. And um, we're going to get like a whole like production area going so I can help out. Yeah. I need things to be really organized. That's, yeah. that's where my superpowers lie. So um, it's kind of fun having a little mom and pop business. Down it there, is. It is. Say. And then hopefully maybe one day it'll grow and there'll be other people doing it. But who knows? For now, we're very happy with the way things are. I am anyway. I love it. All right. Well, All right, so that's, do we want to talk about other shit we're doing? Yeah. Why not? Like what other shit are we doing? Um, oh, why don't you talk about your favorite thing that's been happening slowly over time? Lana Del Rey's album is coming out on Friday. So I've just been waiting for the last fucking two years. So. What are you going to do, man? I'm going to listen to it and cry. Are you going to be so happy? <laughs> I'm going to be really happy. I've heard over half of the songs. There is uh, leaked versions already out, but they're so bad quality that I don't want to hear them. Plus, I can't find them because my pirating skills are, like, negative. They're, I, I can't... Like, my browser just won't even go there. It's like there's some setting that's just like, no. You can't look at that kind of stuff, Catherine. Pay money or wait. <laughs> I mean, I can help you. I know you can. You what asked. is the difference? Why can't it come up when I Google things? Like pirated no. Lana Del Rey. First of all, you don't use Enter. Word, you don't, you, that's not the word you use. Oh. <laughs> I also use leaked. I mean, that's a you good You gotta word. use torrent. Torrent. Whatever. Fuck it. I'm not yeah. doing it. Just and it's a few more days. It and it won't be worth it. It won't be great. That's what I've been telling myself. And it's very important, you know, to stream, 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 stream. Yeah. When it actually comes out so that she gets those numbers. She needs the numbers. I'm a big Lana Del Rey fan, and I've been saying that. To David, like, it's really dawning on me. Like, we went and saw her. Yeah, I know, but, like, I fucking love this bitch you so You really do. Much. <sighs> what is wrong with me? I don't know. You love her more than Beyonce, I think. Oh, a thousand percent. Beyonce I love for, like, almost political, like, not political, but, I mean, on that kind of level, like, well, I have to love Beyonce. Like, she's my country. She's my mother. She's my queen. So, yeah. of course, I love her. Of course. Don't tell me no bad shit about Beyonce. Because it doesn't I exist. don't want to hear it. And I'm not going to abide it either. That's right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but Lana, I love on, um, I, I don't want to talk about it. I sound so stupid. Let's talk about Breaking Bad. Maybe instead. she's more just, she's more relatable. I've never, ever, ever come across a female artist where like every fucking song I'm like, okay. I like, I feel, I can see every image. I know exactly what these feelings are. Like all of them. I love every song she puts out. I love every fucking album equally, kind of. And I just, I eat it all up. I love that woman. Sometimes I also find her to be the most beautiful white woman I've ever laid eyes on. And I think she's so perfect looking. And that also increases my... Desire. My enjoyment (laughs) of her art. Because it's like, well, she's in her art. So I get to look at her while she's like painting all these beautiful portraits of naughty fucked up things very much so um, and there's nothing wrong with that yeah i love her very much <laughs> we've also been re-watching breaking bad and we're on the final season and the other day the breaking bad movie information came out yeah and so everybody get your panties breaking bad <laughs> 
Get your panties breaking back? (laughs) The movie El Camino is coming out in October on Netflix. Did you see they're also going to play it on AMC? No, are that's, they? W- right, AMC is who originally aired yeah. Breaking Bad. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So Netflix kind of took it over. Like, they took it, it over, and AMC's like, fuck well, you. We, we really started. <laughs> we had Mad Men, too, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so they get to play it afterwards. So it's a movie about Jesse. Can you believe it? That's awesome. Like, I've been watching. So rumors that this was happening have been alive and well because the actors have been scene in that area you know because they film it in like albuquerque or wherever Hmm. they are um like they set up los pollos hermanos and when the townspeople see it it's like oh shit breaking bad filming is happening um and they try to cover it under the cover of better call saul uh but yeah anyway there you go the movie that's what you say when you want to meet about your drug deals you go pollos that's what you say you want me want someone beeper. to end what they're doing immediately and meet you. Boyos. Boyos. You better meet me. I'm Gus Fring. So wait for that, y'all. Um, and then also today we're going to watch Hereditary. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm excited. All right. We're going to do it right after this. We are? Yeah, why not? Yeah, so we're going to make <laughs> pork fried rice after this podcast and then we're, we're going to watch Hereditary. We are. And Which I is a horror wait. movie. Yeah. And I can't wait. I already watched all the scary parts on my phone. You did. So I'm totally That's right. you desensitized. Said that. And now I just get to watch you watch things. Is it gonna be is it terrifying? I don't think so. No. But um People really talked about this movie. They really did. It's got really, really, really good critical reviews. Um and you know that guy, Rob Agar, who I watch all his shit about every movie, The Shining. Yes. The he just goes all... Remember, I showed you his website, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. look, I could buy his video for $3, and I just love people making money on the internet, you guys. I just... Anyway. That's the way um, to be. Right? I watched his thing about Hereditary, and he fucking loves that movie so much, so... Um, watch it then. And then I'm on the horror subreddit, and it comes up all the time. Damn. So... That's how the only way I can do horror movies is to know absolutely every single thing that's going to happen beforehand. So you're not as scared. I was traumatized in my early 20s by The Ring. Like, mega traumatized. A lot of people were. Things scare me. And I saw that in the movie theaters, in like a, a theater full of screaming, laughing people. And I still was not okay. Like, is for, it is it the horse scene that gets you? No, that's it's, the scene. That it's got absolutely me. not. It's the faces of the people that are distorted. Yeah. Like, I couldn't like be in a dark room. And I would say for years after that, the ring messed me up for a full year. Like, where I was afraid to be by myself in my room. You know, mm-hmm. um, just I don't like. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. If I knew that those figures were going to happen, I would be okay because I'm not afraid of shit that I know is going to happen. Right. So that's why I like to digest things that are scary. This is why true crime is such a thing, you guys. Digesting and understanding things that terrify you so much helps you. It helps you understand those things. It helps prepare you for weird, creepy things that might happen in your life, especially as a woman, like, and recognize those things, you know? Uh, and I really love the whole psychological aspect of horror movies. Yeah. So 
that's my my secret is to try to learn everything about the movie, like why it's critically acclaimed, why this fucking terrifying scene is so terrifying, like on a psychological level, and then I can really enjoy it. So I'm so excited to watch we'll it. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to watch it too. Do you think you'll be scared? No, honey, I'm not afraid of scary movies. I just think they're interesting. Okay. I just don't like, you know, I don't, there's certain movies I don't like involving like hurting children. That's the only thing I don't like. Um, Agreed. So, and then lastly, we're going to talk about Manhunter. Oh, Manhunter came out. Yeah. We watched, how good. quickly did we watch it? A day, it took us a day and a half. We watched all of them. We just go. Let's go. Well, now, it, now, now. It <laughs> coincided with like a kidless weekend. I mean, didn't you harvest some weed? Yeah. It? it was last weekend. My, our, my kids went around. Your kids went around. I harvested weed. We watched Manhunter. Um, it was just the perfect thing. It was like, oh, I got to do this. So Harvesting weed takes hours and hours and hours to do. Um, and you get to watch something that you've been waiting to watch for, uh, what, two years now? Oh, jeez. Go watch it, you guys. It's just so great. It's I just love good. those three main actors. They're I, good. I love them so much together. Although the lady, who I don't know her name as an actress, unfortunately, but... But it's Wendy in the show. Yeah. She, like, towards the end of this one, remember, she just dropped off because the director guy was like, oh, yeah, you don't need to be in the field. You can just be doing what you're good at. And then she just kind of, like, faded out, man. I hope that she comes back strong in the next one. We gotta read about what actually happened. She was a nurse. I, I read all about... Her character? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's really good. You should watch it. I mean, like, this one is uh, interesting because you do get... Oh, he interviews Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. Which that that Charles that Manson... Um, character? Actor is the same Charles Manson actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that man got to play Charles Manson twice in one year. That's pretty interesting. In some very big productions. Pretty cool. <laughs> he does look like Charles Oh, also, Manson. guys, the... So the Dean Coral, that's... Were they called him, like, what, the candy killer or something in Mindhunter? But I thought he was the toy box killer for some reason. Anyway, um, they interview his teenage helper boy, who is young Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Same guy. Um, what else? I have the biggest crush on that one detective, not the young one, but the old one. Yeah, I don't know his name. What is that bitch's I don't name? Know. I'm sorry, excuse me. Well, anyway, that guy. You can tell I'm getting high and drunk because I'm calling everyone a bitch. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do some more drugs now. All right. Well, but I guess that's it with what's going on with you guys, right? You guys, that's what's been going on with us. Not much. A lot of media consumption. Lots of it. Um, for me, it happens in between taking kids here and there. You yeah, too. Me too. My poor husband drives all over creation. I drive too much. He drives more than everybody. It's starting to affect me too. Because like the other day I've just been like, I can't, this sucks. Like I can't do it anymore. I hate it. I want to try to find a way out of it. He's a nomad. I'm done. You can't get out of it. I can't. Not until. Here's, the, the here's how you get like, out of it. You wait till they're all in college and they yeah, have to drive their own damn selves. That's true. Okay. That's that. Bye. Next up, Stone Conversations with 
Blame it in Catherine. Are we recording? We're recording right now. Okay. All right, so you came up with this fan. We were going to talk about Godzilla, but now we've decided we're going to talk about our hometown murder time. Well, now now the people that want to hear about Godzilla are going to be like, what? That sucks. And they turned off the podcast. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk about Godzilla another time because it's interesting. But so is this. And we I don't know which do one is more interesting. Okay. Well, let's find out. Here's what a hometown murder is. It's from my favorite murder. They're the ones that started this. And um, it's when you tell your story about the hometown that have happened in whatever place you happen to live. It doesn't necessarily have to be where you like, you know. Yeah. lived when you were a child or whatever it could be the place anyway that's why i feel like i have a couple hometown murders um that affected you on a personal level just because of your vic- vicinity not like your personal connection to a case or anything but just because it happened in your hometown yeah you and heard so, about it yeah and so it's just something like that you can say like at a party like i'm from kansas city where the freaking what's his name the butcher the butcher bob Berdella. <laughs> is from so okay. that's what a hometown murder is i thought we thought maybe it might be interesting to share our hometown murders all right cool who wants to go first well according to this i'm going first well it doesn't matter i don't think i should anybody. go first because you have way cooler serial killers than i do no i absolutely don't i'm and i you read all about yours and i'm barely gonna say anything but you go first whoever okay. goes first it doesn't matter i'm gonna go first if that's okay. Well, this just this isn't meant to be a lecture on. No, no, I'm not. I don't have anything. I'm not reading anything. I'm just going to recite this like how I absorbed it and remember it. As, so, did it happen during your time? Yeah, when I was in, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. And I remember specifically there was a. I didn't live downtown, but I lived kind of near downtown, and there was a place called Westport. And Westport, I ended up like I worked in Westport as an older <coughs> young man. <coughs> An older young man. Okay. <laughs> An old, a young man. <laughs> I don't Sexy. know. Um, and uh, there's this store called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. So it's Bazaar Bazaar, you know? A bazaar. Yeah. And he had shrunken heads. He had oh, yes. human skulls. He had pygmy things. Excuse me. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what they were called. I don't know what they were. Dolls. Uh, voodoo dolls. Oh, dang. Um, Bones, finger bones. Did he like sell that. like any other things like itching powder or like farming? No, it wasn't like or... a magic store. Or okay. a it was shop. just fucked up shit. It was weird shit, like you know, from other continents. Okay, and um, anyway, Do you think the items were legit. What year are we talking? Well, well this is in uh, eighty-four to eighty-six. Oh my god, I'm a baby i know you're just born but i yet i'm i'm 14 years old oh you're the right age for him oh my god so like when we heard about all this i mean like we had seen this shop as kids but we never really went in there but once the you know stuff started happening we absolutely went down there and checked it out you know (laughs) so (laughs) but um anyway so it was one of those, everybody's got one in every town. Everybody's got their own. Yes, yes. Um, everybody's got their own, like, public access TV kids show person. Uh, <laughs> like, we had Mother Nature in Arizona. They had, like, a Wallace and Ladmo in Kansas City. You know, like I said, Mother Nature. Who did you have as yours? I didn't want, I mean, I watched Sesame Street. But you didn't have any kind of, like, local. <laughs> well, I watched California's Gold on public access with so my dad. And that was our public access show. So you got stuff. I also think of, like, 
everybody has a used cars salesman, and it's the Who, same man. And he hosts like a not. late night horror show <laughs> marathon. We had that too. And so anyway, what I'm trying to mine say was is, Cal Worthington. Mine was uh, what was his name? I just had it. Oh damn, I don't remember. People in California are like, yes. Anyway, um, anyway, Bob Berdella was like a good dude, kind of like that. He wasn't on TV or anything, but he no, definitely no, was like a, a local weird thing. So we had a fucked up weird shop too, or like property. That's the other thing of I think of like properties in different cities yeah. where there's like old amusement park rides or whatever. It's not a store or anything, but it's just something fucked up where it's like, why do they have all that old weird kids shit in their yard? Yep, we had one of those in Sacramento. We have one of those here in Denver. Yeah, I never. That's what, so. That was my next question. Was we don't have a. We a do. Bizarre. We had uh, on South Broadway. We do, and it's like Is a that the weird. Green Mile? Yeah, but it's past the Green Mile. It's like in the end of it where there's used to not be dispensaries, but there is one shop. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a this kind of place where the outside has everything spray painted silver, and there's mm-hmm. weird shit coming out of the building, like skeletons and fucking. <laughs> It's oh, weird shit. So um, I don't even know if it's there anymore. But we did have that. But anyway, I don't. I digress. Are so you, are you stoned? I'm a little stoned. So uh, Bob Verdella, just for those of you who don't know, aka Bob the Butcher, <laughs> he was that guy in the '80s in Kansas City, and he was a serial killer. And the short of it is, he would abduct young men. Um, some of these men were prostitutes. Uh, or sex workers, I'm sorry. Um, and some of them were just like, they didn't, they're transient mm-hmm. young men. And right. the first victim he had was actually, he had, uh, well, he started Bob's Bazaar Bazaar in a thrift store, or not a thrift store, a flea market. And the guy next to him who also had a set up at the flea market, it was his son. So they they were buddies like this, oh. and he like told he's like his son had know, it doesn't matter he abducted his son and murdered him, but what Bob would do is he would torture these boys he would uh, put um, Drano down their throats to try to you know that's what I was thinking he would put um, uh, I don't remember what but he would put stuff in your eye. He would torture, and the torture went on and got worse and worse. He only killed, I think he killed six that we know of. But he would do things like hook up uh, needles to your muscles in your back and then run electricity through it. He just was really into torturing young men. And then what he would do is after he killed them, finally, he would cut their bodies up, and then he would wrap them in newspaper and throw them away in the garbage. So he Um, wouldn't sell them at... The, the, the bizarre. The, not the. Uh, probably he did. He probably had their human skulls. Well, he could put like a hand or whatever. I mean, at the very end when they busted him and they went through his place, they found like human heads and all kinds of stuff. I mean, but anyway. The, when did they catch him? 86. What happened is one. The, here's the one I that. I tell you, serial killers in the 80s, man. Terrifying. Oh. But listen, this is terrible. And like reading all this stuff, I was reading about it. Uh, like you, this would never happen today. So he rented out his place. He had like a three-story place, like a townhouse or something in downtown Kansas City, and he would rent it out to transients, you know. And those would be his victims. Yeah. And the one that really was God, the that's worst like was H. H. Holmes, man. Yeah. 
The one that was the worst to me was like there was a kid hiding out in his shed because it was raining, like thunderstorming, and he was completely like depressive personality. Like he had, he was completely depressed. He had mental illness. Absolutely. And uh, Bob found him in his shed and he welcomed him in and he said, and the guy admitted, he's like, look, I'm just really, I want to die. I'm depressed. I'm hiding in your shelter in the rain. And he gave him some kind of drug to drug him. He said, this will make you feel better. And then he proceeded to torture him for three days and kill him. Okay. I just want to say you said that, that this would never happen today. And like, that is that problem that's happening right now. No, I, I understand. But what I'm People saying is like. forever take advantage absolutely. of young children who are mentally ill. But, but what I mean, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like you have a situation where someone's renting out their house in a sh- weird, scary part of town. Yeah. And, you know, is like welcoming all these like transient folks i mean like people are i'm not saying it doesn't happen i'm not i'm just saying like back then it was like he was t- completely taking right. advantage of like horrible situations the people who live on the fringe of society who are barely making it this guy's exploiting these poor people that's what manipulators and killers and people that want to do you harm that's what they do they go after those that can't protect themselves because yeah. it's easier for them they're not looking for victims that have a whole plethora of rich relatives that are going to fucking bring the law down on them it's right. always this is how predators do their thing they go for the weak they go for the vulnerable so. Like he documented everything he did. He Ugh. had logs. And then the guy, the, how he got caught was he captured a kid or, you know, I think once again, someone was like, I'm going to run out of room for a few days. And um, anyway, what ended up happening was he was putting Drano down his throat and all that stuff. And he earned his trust a little bit. He was only there for three days. He got to the point where he allowed Bob to handcuff him in front rather than behind his body. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, after he would do horrible sexual acts of to this course. person. And then um, he, the whole time he was thinking about how he can escape. So he went to work and then the guy, like, got his hands on a book of matches while he was bound and burned the rope that was with the matches. That's how he got free. So he, like, had to burn his hand to get to break the bonds, the binds, I'm sorry. And then he was, he jumped out of a second story window. He broke his ankle and he was only wearing a dog collar. And yes. he found a meter, yes. ma- he totally found a noticed. meter reader. Uh, and then like, said, so call the police, call the police. And then that's how, how that old is this person? I don't, he was like uh, young twenties. Um, wow. But um, anyway, so then he got caught and then, you know, he went to jail and then he died in jail of heart attack. So what a fucking asshole. I know he's super asshole. So anyway, that's Bob the Butcher, Bob Berdella from Kansas City, Missouri, coming at you live. So that definitely was right in your exact Oh, my age. God, yes. Like, you know, I have an older brother and sister, and they had been to Bob's Bazaar Bazaar on several occasions. Wow. And, uh, I Seen just, him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he ran it. Yeah, absolutely. He was there every day. Oh, my God. Next time she's here, your Bob's sister. Bazaar Bazaar, yeah. Um, She's sure. so much fun, and She'll she just likes to sit on our back deck and drink and drink cook light. and eat and talk. It's fun. So I'm going to get her Oh, she'll it. tell you some things. Man, I wish I had thought to ask last summer. Well, there's this summer. summer. So tell me about your Sacramento ex- extravaganzas. I'm from Sacramento. I was born in San Francisco. I spent the very beginning of my life in uh, Novato, and then I lived until I was 18 in Sacramento. Oh, well, outside of Sacramento, actually, the suburbs, Elk Grove. Um, so, and the thing about hometown murders, and like sometimes things happen in your state, right? And if you're in the nearby town or whatever, 
you know, it affects you on a state level. You're, you're interested and California is a big state, but for me, our, my hometown murder that is like personal is the Zodiac killer. The Zodiac killer. Give me a break. That's crazy. I'm sh- I know I've talked about the Zodiac before on this podcast. Okay. So, um, was totally interested in that, that case from a really young age and like, um, loved looking at like those creepy ciphers that he would make and like all the books would have like all these black and white image pictures of like the creepy greeting cards and all of his letters that he would send and anyway everybody knows about the zodiac killer for a while i was like is my dad the zodiac killer <laughs> <laughs> because he had like the same sort of like navy background that they were thinking of and like anyway it was very insulting now that i look at it as an adult um so I'm sorry, Dad. I love you. He doesn't care. Um, the other big case that is huge for Sacramento is the East Area Rapist. I was going to ask about that. Like, um, And that happened kind of, you know, before me. Like, we moved there in, what, the 80s, late 80s, mid to late 80s? Yeah, like late 80s, because I was in um, Novato uh, for kindergarten. And then that leads me to the other one. Poly class was... This child abduction that happened in uh, 93 in Petaluma, which is right where I, um, Novato, where I grew up as a young kid, little kid. So we lived in Sacramento when polyclass happened. I was 10. I don't know what polyclass is. What is it? So at the time, it was like one of the biggest manhunts. This uh, man came into a home during a sleepover and... Polly class it was Polly class's mom's home and they were having a sleepover and he broke in tied up the girls put their pillowcases over their heads and abducted Polly um and she was never you know seen alive again and so she was missing for a period of time when I was 10 and she was 12 when she was kidnapped and like it was such a huge manhunt it was all you saw when you turned on the tv and my parents were actively watching it so like I could totally remember like um oh that reminds me of another thing but anyway (laughs) they finally caught him I think like two months later um Polly is a man no Polly's the the girl who was abducted yes and so they caught him. Oh, he was such a horrible asshole. His name was like Richard Davis. I Did think. they find her body? Uh, yeah. He confessed and, and she was buried off of 101. And um, like there were like candlelight vigils and all of that stuff. Like it was like the, every town was affected. Wow, so it was very, very sad and scary when she was missing and stuff. Um, Cause you know, it's like Jacob Wetterling where like everybody knew he was, this person was kidnapped. Like we have to find this person and uh, it just didn't happen, you know? And um, he, it was really sad when you look back on it because um, he had been talked to that night by deputies because uh, I think his car was, like, in a ditch and he had, like, an open canister of beer in there. Um, but they couldn't hold him for anything. They didn't, he didn't have any, any record or warrants or anything like that, and I think he had already buried her. And he had, like leaves and shit in his hair and like you know he'd been out there burying her body and stuff and um he's also such a prick because in the courtroom they they sentenced he's still alive they sentenced him to death and he like flipped off everybody and then he said some horrible shit implying like i only did to her what or she asked me 
he said something horrible I don't want to say, okay. implying that um, her father, I mean, he didn't know this family or anything, um, implying that her father, you know, just a gross, nasty thing you would say, you know, to a man whose daughter you had taken and murdered and raped Ugh, and all of that. What a horrible person. Um, and, the, and the dad, like, lunged at him and had to be, like, held back in court by bailiffs and stuff. And I was fucked up. That's terrible. Um, I was also going to say, uh, <laughs> what is the place? There was a horrible robbery in Sacramento at the Circuit City. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know what it's called, but you have told me about this. I think it was, what's the other thing? It, it was Circuit It was City. totally Circuit City. Yeah, because you've said this before. So the Circuit City in Sacramento that I went to and bought, like, Smashing Pumpkins albums from, and, like, my dad, like, I bought the box set, like, anyway, whatever. Um, horrible, like, hostage situation takeover with, like, some... Asian gang, I don't remember. Hella scary. They killed people. In Circuit City. In Circuit City. And, like, we watched that shit live. And I was a kid watching that shit live. And my dad was like, oh, look at, look at. Because, like, a a very famous scene where they let one of the hostages was, like, uh, begging. He got a deal where they shot him in the leg and then they let him go out to go talk to I don't know, the cops or whatever. And he's dragging himself along the sidewalk because his leg had been shot. So messed up. So that's also another thing I remember from my formative years in Sacramento. Um, And then there are so many in Denver now that we are like Coloradoans for a long time now. All the time. All the time. I just want to say Jessica Ridgway happening like in Westminster. Remember when we lived in the apartments? That was terrible. I mean, we saw the signs that were up and Mm -hmm. that was just the most gut-wrenching horrible thing there's a case file episode about it on on uh you know a podcast episode on on case file and just wrecks me every time no that's not right it was sword and scale gross don't listen to them at all yeah i could devote a whole episode about sword and scale and why you can should not listen to them under any circumstances um anyway that's it i don't listen to them anymore do you know all that drama? And yeah, stuff? you've filled me in. Okay. I hate that guy. That um, complete but you should asshole. listen to Case File because it's awesome. Case File is great. What? what? No, yeah, he didn't do it. He didn't do that one at all. No. The one I was so. thinking of that that makes me cry. That's a Case File one. Every time is, um, God, that little girl that was kidnapped. What is her name? She was kidnapped for so many years and had babies with the man that kidnapped her. Yeah. And then she had to raise those babies under these fucking horrific conditions. And then they were finally found at like some campus. I swear it was like Berkeley or something. I remember that. I can't believe I can't remember her name. It's okay. But anyway, go listen to Case File. And that's our hometown murders for today. I'm sorry we talk so much. It's okay. And that's it. Is it too? Okay. Well, I think it was fun. Did you enjoy it? Did you, we did, you didn't really talk about the Zodiac Killer, but I think everybody knows all about Zodiac. Yeah. And it, He's one of the most famous Zodiac Killers in the state, in the world. Yeah, but, I mean, he didn't really... I mean, yeah. He he wasn't as... They're all gross. They are all All gross. of these people are gross and horrible. Yeah, and they should all not be around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that. We accept no advertising dollars. None! About these deaths, <laughs> by the way. I'd just like to clarify that. But, yeah, murderers everywhere. It sure is. Like I said, knowing about that stuff. Uh, God, in the most recent, my favorite murder episode, I loved, they were talking about how, like, helicopter parenting really was born out of, like, these cases in the 80s. Because yeah. we're all kind of, like, the same age, right? Yeah. And so, like, the 70s and 80s when everybody let their kids do what 
whatever the fuck oh. they wanted to do. Oh my God. And yes. then learning, you know, through the media about the terrible things that can happen when that, when you allow that and how it's really colored, how we parent, like my kids are 12. My daughter's does never been out riding a bicycle. Like the things I would do by myself, you know, it just never happen with any of our kids except for my And it's like, we have to evolve and like learn how to parent in that way. Cause like you still have to teach them how to like be and go out and make intelligent decisions, but you fucking protect them too. Like, 100 percent sure they have to know anyway that's that's our psa bye Bye. it's listener letter time listener letter time (laughs) <laughs> oh lord okay i'm feeling pretty, pretty good. good and i think i'm ready to answer your questions we want your letters y'all or in this case your emails write us and share us your share with us or or you know what send us some letters who cares um or not i mean emails faster <laughs> share your cannabis story your stoned observations ask your stoner questions or request some good old-fashioned advice you guys never do that never Ask some advice. Like, here's here. I'm going to pretend like I'm, I just wrote one into the show. Here's what we're looking for. Okay. Hey. Um, hey, Mom and Dad are stoned. What? I caught my wife cheating with yes. my best friend the other day. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, then, but I work with this guy, and he tried to act like it didn't happen. But I know it happened because they were taking pictures of each other and uh polaroids and i found one and uh i don't know what to do i don't know how to bring this up what should i do wait is this a woman asking it's a guy oh well what would your answer be fellow guy find the man and punch him as hard as you can (laughs) in the face until his skull caves in friend or foe now they don't want our advice because they know it's just gonna be lead to going to jail okay you can't physically assault people even if they fuck your wife sorry how about this one Dear mom and dad are stoned. No. My boyfriend has hor- a horrible odor in his uh, gen- genital area. Baking powder, like I, I fucking to, said. But I love this guy. So what should I do? <laughs> how do I break it to him? Well, if you love him, you got to say something. Yeah. You know, you something like that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we want. Send them in. We want to <laughs> Come on. That's the whole reason I started Listener Letters yeah, like, years ago. And I've not ever gotten one. So come on. God. Anyway, we are not judgmental. We understand every bizarre situation that the adult human gets themselves in. Everyone. We we got it. We know it. Man. Well, we don't know it, but we're not going to be judgmental about it. I just opened up that Sour J from Happy Flower Company. Yeah. And put it in my bong and smoked it. And I love it. It's small. It's small buds. I think it's good, though. Okay, yeah. So send those emails at momanddadarestoned at gmail.com. Okay, next up. Let's go. Let's okay, talk about listener letter. Email us at momanddadarestoned at gmail.com, and we might just read your letter on the show. Okay, here's our letter. I recently discovered your podcast, and I wanted to thank you. Your voices and conversations are a refreshing, calming presence over all the other podcasts and news radio out there. It really makes my evening commute a peaceful delight. Oh, while I sit in an hour-long traffic jam. I hear you. (laughs) I can't wait to go through the catalog of old shows. Question. Okay. 
I am having a slight, slightly hard time overcoming the anti-marijuana propaganda from early in life, starting with D.A.R.E. The THC will kill brain cells and smoking pot will turn your lungs into a charred crisp. Though, as an indestructible young adult, I willfully ignored this in my college years. Now that I am in my 40s, after a 20-year break... I have rediscovered CBD and THC for anxiety, chronic pain, and non-alcohol relaxation. For a variety of reasons, I only consume edibles and tinctures. I use CBD daily and THC in the evenings. And though I am still the same functioning adult, even much more so than before cannabis, I still have the nagging feeling that what I'm doing could be damaging my health in the future. How do I get over this guilt? Are you afraid that in 30 years your brain will be a pool of jello <laughs> and in need of a lung transplant? <laughs> of course, this could be the anxiety and hypochondria talking. Thanks so much and please keep up the great work. Oh, that's interesting. What a great responsible question. Good, yes, absolutely. Um, I totally relate to this because... I mean, same deal. Like I, when I started using, when I became the stoner mom, it was later in life. Like I smoked pot as a youth, but that was just to be high. Yeah. <laughs> and then as an adult, it just becomes a totally different thing. I mean, just such a life enhancing thing. Um, and I was a mom and it's very, very hard to overcome. Like, just think of like having to talk to young kids today about cannabis and you don't want to tell them the lies that you were told, but you also feel weird. Like you don't want to be like, so go smoke pot because it's great for you because they're kids. Right. right? Um, and, and it's that way because it's new to us. We haven't, we've literally have been living under prohibition. So it's okay that our vernacular is not there yet. You know, that we don't have the right, vocabulary all in place in like a lot of parts of the country we don't even have the legalization behind us so that these kind of conversations can happen so it's definitely very natural that this feeling exists and i think it's nice because it's kind of like kind of lays this foundation of innate responsibility with the substance because anything can be abused like absolutely anything so um i think the people that are like irresponsible with it you know that make too many health claims with it like we don't even have we don't have scientific stuff to even back up you know half of as much as what we're saying and that's really important you know and we're, we're gonna get there in the long run but we're not there yet for me one of the biggest ways i got over that hurdle of feeling guilty um or non, not fully convinced has been knowing and seeing and reading and watching like the real life testimonials of people, real people with significant health complications that I do not suffer from, like overcome these things with cannabis. And thank goodness there are people on YouTube and you can go watch that kind of stuff. Like things were like children. It's very, very hard to deny how medically and socially important this plant is when you watch a video of a very young child having severe, you know, seizures and being unable to talk or breathe. Um, and then 
you know, having cannabis in some form and then being okay. And those types of things exist on the internet now. And you can watch so many people from so many walks of life and how cannabis has affected them in such a profound way in that type of way. Um, for instance, like I get over the years, I've gotten so many letter or emails from veterans who have been, um, you know, using a crazy amount of drugs uh, post-service who now aren't using those drugs and are only using cannabis. And it's incredible. People that have been on like morphine, you know, like just the scariest drugs and being, you know, having their whole life changed just because, you know, they have access to cannabis finally. You can't deny that kind of stuff. And that helps you get over the whole egg in the skillet and this is your brain on drugs or whatever. Um, so yeah, like look for the stories of the real life people, like, cause it's, they're there, you know, I'm one of those people. It's not, (laughs) it's I, for me, it's like, I use cannabis for like mental health. So, um, I like to like, you know, like, it just feels like when you see someone with like, who's missing limbs and is (laughs) using cannabis for, for that, you know, like, it seems just so much, it really humbles you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like the drug is so much more important than relaxing at the end of the day without alcohol, as valuable as that is for the everyday person. You know, this is something that saves kids lives. Like it has to be protected and fought for. Um, so yeah, like wrapping yourself up in those kinds of stories. Um, as far as like health damage and stuff, there are a lot of things that we don't know. So I feel like the people that are like, go, you know, a hundred percent, like for like, you know, maybe using all the time, you know, I don't know how in 30 years it will look. So I try to be cautious of that, uh, with my daily use and the way that I use and specifically talking about vaping, (laughs) which we've now had our country's first vape related death. Um, and nobody knows dick about what is actually killing people, but we know that it's real and that something's happening and that the only like corresponding thing that they can find is vaping. But within vaping, there are just what, like a million different differences that could be going on. It's like, we don't know the, the device, what they're, what they're vaping, what went into that vape. There's like off brand like people vape their own stuff um there's just so much we don't know there's like heavy metals and flavors and i mean we don't know about like mct oil like or what do they use no they don't use mct oils they use vegetable glycerin right for cartridges so anyway there's a lot we don't know and it's scary and because cannabis has been under such unfair like uh you know propaganda like we've seen all of those stories from like the dare era um I get like really suspicious of, of news stories like that. But then at the same time, it's hard to deny that these things are happening. So you have to be informed and we're like in such a bad space as consumers because there's literally been no like studies about vaping long-term effects or anything like that. So you just have to use common sense and restraint with all of these new things that are coming out there. I mean, like dabbing concentrates that are made from, you know, 
toxic solvents. Who knows what, I mean, what that's going to do long term. And I'm, I'm really not trying to talk shit about stuff. I'm just saying you have to be aware. You have to be self-aware um, as far as like your consumption methods. Like, um, and for me, I've always said smoking anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not the greatest. You don't want to do it all the time. We're not supposed to sm- inhale smoke all the time, but it's literally something we've been doing since the dawn of man, right? And it's a medicine that we've been using since the dawn of man. So there is a balance there that has to be struck between, you know, we can use this stuff medicinally and smoke it um, and not destroy our lungs. It's not cigarettes. You know, we are so fortunate to be living in a time when we have access to such well-made products and so much education out there. And I will say, if you're really concerned about, uh, the toxicity of, uh, combustion, look into vaping dry leaf flower. That is your 100% healthiest, safest way to go about it. You're not combusting anything. Um, so you don't get any of the toxins that come with fire or smoke, it's all vaporized and you get, you actually get more cannabinoids from the flower than you would from smoking. Um, it affects you in a different level and then you can use vaporizers. I mean, you're not doing any like cartridges or anything like that. It's just the pure flower that you're getting. So I've always said that's like the healthiest way to consume cannabis. I've really been talking about, you haven't said anything. (laughs) (laughs) Should I have let you say something? There's nothing I want to say. I want, I will say, I do want to start vaping, uh, weed, for me, so hemp because we're so into hemp now and i review a lot of different hemp i love to vape it because hemp is just naturally harsher um on my lungs and i feel like i get the full range of terpenes when i smoke anything whether it be hemp or or cannabis you it's just is on a whole different level and i will i still of course smoke pot and Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, you guys, is like we're allowed to change as we grow. And as I get older, I don't know how much I'm going to smoke. And I'm allowed to change my mind and say, I don't want to smoke at all anymore. I just want to do this. Or I'm not going to vape carts ever. I'm only going to do this. I'm only going to drink Galliano. (laughs) Or I'm not going to drink Galliano anymore because it makes me act crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We can change our mind. And we just staying informed always just being moderate and self-aware with any substance use, you know, it's just such a crucial part of, like we said earlier, personalized medicine, you know, take it personal, like honor it in your life. Take it seriously. Like when you use it, sounds like you're doing that because you're like, I use CBD daily. I use THC in the evenings. And I love that for me, like, um, it's like a, a weekend thing now where like, that's when I really indulge and I usually smoke in the evenings, um, in bed at the end of the day, my kids are done. And sometimes I don't do it at all. I just go straight to sleep and it doesn't matter. Everybody's use is different. So the other thing, last point is also, I'm also big about just no judgment towards consumption amounts. The person that does smoke a ton of pot, like we're not here judging you. Nobody knows why someone is smoking a ton of pot. And I would never be the person to be like, you're in fucking horrible chronic pain every day. Look at you smoking weed all day. What a weirdo. Like, no, smoke your weed all day, all day, but it's personal, you know, and we're not allowed to impose those 
terms and rules on other people's use. It's personal and you have to be responsible for your personal use. Uh, there you go. The end. Is that it? Yeah. Was that helpful? I think that was helpful. That's my motivating pep talk to you and your personal weed use. It's your personal medicine, homie. Yeah. So this do is it. Your body, you get to get to decide. You get to treat it like, you know, fine tuned machine. All right, goodbye. I'm done. That's enough. Send us your letters, your affair stories. I want to hear them. Bye. I can't sing it today. What's going on, Dave's That was nice, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Well. Hi, Dave. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So uh, we harvested a bunch of weed last weekend, as we had mentioned a a little bit ago. It's all drying. And actually, it's done. So uh, I don't have any more time left today. But probably tomorrow, I'm going to come home from work. I'm going to put all that weed into jars so it can begin its process of curing. And I think we got ourselves a healthy harvest this time. We did six strains. They're all amazing. Half are Ethos Genetics and half are Dutch Passion Seed Company seeds. And they all look amazing. And I think they're going to be great. And I think they're going to get... I predict that they're going to work and they're going to get us high. And then the other thing is in my other tent, I have half Golden Goat and then I have half Hemp, which is Cutie. And man... That cutie hemp is looking amazing. You love cutie. I love it. And so is uh, the the golden goat is just, it's the tent is just full, completely full. Who is cutie? Cutie is a, a <laughs> place in Colorado called Blue Forest Farms. That that's, oh, yes. was my introduction to hemp, actually, a few years ago. And um, I, think they're, I think they're great. And I love the strain a lot. And it tastes like oranges. And uh, that's really oh, all I God. got. Oh, I do have a bunch of new seeds from a company called Shock Tea Seed Company here in Colorado. I'm really trying to only source hemp from Colorado. So um, I've got some great seeds from them, some strains I've never heard of before. We're going to start popping those and see how they perform. And then we also have um, a company called Lucky Dog Hemp. And uh, they, they, I'm speaking with them, and their first harvest was hot, but they do an indoor grow kind of, and um, they know the black dog folks. They're not, they're, but they're growing for biomass. And this guy who does their entire biomass grows also has a slice of it over here for just smokable hemp. So it's very small scale. And uh, I'm talking to him, and if his, he's going to tell me how much it costs, and I'm going to buy some. Well, it can't be hot. I know. I have the. I've seen the labs. The labs I saw is a uh, one called T one was the the strain. A- anyway, okay, that's what's going. Dave's correct. What? That nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just distractions. Anyway, I love you. I love you too. That's what's going, Dave's correct. Goodbye. <laughs> What's up? Shout out Corner. 
It's our shout-out corner. Our House Van Eaton member shout-out. House Van Eaton is our membership site and community of adult stoners who support the show as well as everything we do over on stonermom.com. Members have access to exclusive podcasts, sesh videos, blogs, and live sessions with me and Blavid. We need to schedule our next live session. Oh, my God. Yeah. Learn more at thestonermom.com and click on the membership. Today, we are shouting out our newest member, Katie. Welcome, Katie. What's up, Katie? Thanks for being a member. What's up? Thank you. All right. New review. I swear to God, this is an updated review by Solitaire Queen, who always updates her review, and it makes me laugh. Because I... Anyway. She does? Yes, it's Chanel, man. Anyway, listen to Madaz if you don't want to be a stupid stoner. <laughs> they will educate you on anything from how to grow your own cannabis to the history of prohibition. I don't remember that one. I don't either, but that's pretty funny, man. <laughs> you don't want to be a stupid stoner. She's always like, I like her updating that that um. She's cool, man. Review. I don't know how she does it. Anyway, thank you so much. We love you. If you want to be cool like her, leave yeah. us a damn review. God. If you want to be cool like her. Ooh. Whoa, you all right? If you have the opportunity, please give us a rating and review over in iTunes um, or wherever you listen to our podcast, but I don't know how that works. Tell your friends about us, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen uh, to the show so you never miss an episode. And that is it. That's uh, that's the show. That's a wrap. David's going to make fried rice. Yeah, and we're going to watch. Which is not keto. I know we talked about that recently. Yeah, we're not 100% keto anymore. But it really has changed kind of our... Oh, yeah. I don't want to sit down and eat like a tom- pizza. Tomorrow we're having a keto bowl for dinner. Yeah, we are. We love it. Um, so, and then we're going to watch that fucked up movie. I hope you're ready, oh, man. Oh, man. Are you the one that's ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, well, we'll see. I'm more ready than you. You probably are. Okay. <laughs> um, go watch a scary movie, you guys. We yeah, do it. love you. We love you. Mom and Dad are Stone is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Her music is by Deaf Girl. You can follow her on the gram at Deaf Girl Music and listen to her on SoundCloud. Oh my god, I'm so sick. You can follow the podcast. <laughs> you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Mom. Do you want me to read this so you don't have to? At Mom, the letter N, Dad, the letter R, Stoned. No, thank you. Follow David on Twitter and the gram at CO Hemp Grower. And follow me on IG and Twitter at The Stoner Mom. Happy Flower Company is also on Instagram for now at Happy Flower Hemp. <laughs> and <laughs> for now, indeed. Happy Flower Hemp, y'all, not Happy Flower Company. And we will be back again soon. Watch out for Instagram. They're, they're taking down some Black Dog LED posts here and there. Can you just, believe it? It's just upsetting. Do you see why I don't ever upload on Instagram? Yeah, I'm just like, it's just, what's the point? You guys what's are the so fucking weird. point? I've been burned by this before. They want I, you to pay for advertising, but they won't let you advertise what we do. <laughs> so it's like, screw you, it's man. It's the worst. Some greedy people over there. But that's okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, until our next episode, please remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every day. Bye. Bye.